Ladies, gentlemen, and others, thank you for joining us today for this our first lesson in Dungeoneering. We, the players and our heralded Dungeon Master, have put together something special we hope will both be educational and enjoyable. Please open your hearts and minds and journey with us through the plains because today we start on Good, Better, Quest! So, welcome to Good Better Quest. This is episode one. I'm your dungeon master, David Hallman. Doug. <laughs> yes. Who Who are you? Oh, I, I'm Doug Holly, uh, and I'm going to be playing Durak Ironhide. He is a half-orc outlander uh, from some backwater chiefdom. And do you want me to go ahead and sort of describe him now, or are we going to go right into a scene, or what? We'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. We'll, right we'll, on. We'll describe everybody, and then I'll, I'll go uh, awesome. one by one. No one who, uh, who are you? Also, I'm going to put y'all's names in the Discord so I don't forget them. My name is Nolan Lacey, and I am playing Miss Siggy Widgets. She is a gnome tinctress, I guess is what we'll go with. And uh, I will be the healer. Alan, go. Uh, my name is Alan Day, and I will be playing the Warlock, Damakos Carrion. He's kind of new to his abilities, so I don't really have much else to go on that. Yeah, and Nicole. I'm Nicole Davis. I have something in my eye, and I will be playing Tack. She is a rogue changeling. She pretty cool. She pretty cool. All right. David, uh, ask me what I'm drinking. What are you drinking? No, I am no. drinking a mead from the Enchanted Manor Meadery. <laughs> <laughs> a place where the all your drinking dreams come true. More. If you go to oh, EnchantedManorMeadery.com and enter the promo code, this isn't a real ad, they won't give you shit. <laughs> Established Someone's in... Someone's gonna go there and type that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I'll I'll talk to Corey. We'll, we'll, get, the, uh, we'll get the code made and it'll just be like, wow. <laughs> oh. Really? Wow. <laughs> There's these shoes I'm obsessed with, and they have an express shipping code. And uh, one of the express shipping codes is shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and so when one of the men posted on Facebook, because I am now the kind of girl that follows shoes people on Facebook, they, uh, they're they like, There's a code called shut up. And everybody laughed. And I was like, No, but really. <laughs> Here is how the whole adventure begins. For one reason or another, you have been either invited or uh, chosen to go to the Adventuring College of Faerun, also known as University. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dog, you can expect so many portmanteaus in this bullshit. I hope so. I, <laughs> I hope so. The day begins with you all waking up in separate rooms in the Hunter's Quarry Inn. A bell is being rung... And people are told to uh, to get into the boats. There is a large orc woman who refuses to wear a shirt, handling everybody's luggage, throwing them into a, a giant boat that's just... It, it looks like a barge just full of people's luggage. People are being ushered into one-person boats. After a while of people loading into these boats they begin to all float off they're all staying together 
in in kind of a kind of a diamond formation, like going like the flying V. What? Yeah, like the flying V. <laughs> and how many how many of these boats are there? There are that uh, a number which we all know. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that number is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what I thought. Doug, yeah. Write it down. <laughs> there are twenty-five boats. Twenty-five boats. Y'all's. All right. I have a small. I have a smaller class size than most public schools. That's good. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. I was teaching, I would have killed for a class of twenty-five. <laughs> it's a very prestigious university. <clears throat> also, not all twenty-five that enter will come out. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, y'all are going down this giant lake. And you can see the castle that is the university in the distance. And also coming into view is a boat just in the middle of the water with two figures on it. And we'll come back to that in a minute. Durek, why are you going to the university? All right. So, um, so Durek is he's, a, he's an outcast from, from his village. He failed the coming-of-age ceremony ritual uh, and uh, was unable to finish off the, um, the slave they had in fight, uh, and he was kicked out of his village. Over the next several years, he has had some success on his own out in the wild. He has become a, a, a successful hunter, and, and, and he knows his way around. But the rage, his barbaric rage, is starting to get the best of him, and he has been on the receiving end of a an ass whooping from the natural world more times than he's proud of. <laughs> and the most recent time uh, he blacked out while fighting a pack of wolves, woke up in the infirmary uh, in Faerun, uh, in the town. Uh, so uh, when he was offered a chance to, to attend the university uh, because someone saw a little bit of potential in him, he, he has decided to follow the totemic path, uh, path of the totem, uh, in, in order to control his rage and become a more complete and uh, realized, fully realized half-orc. Okay, so I, I, I think that uh, that scene goes a little like you uh, just got beat yes. up. You said by wolves? All right, you, you specifically beat said beat up well, too. I I th- I think you did. So it's it's mm-hmm. not even like these weren't with werewolves. These were dire wolves. Yeah, with yeah, switch yeah. Blades. Yeah, like uh, he was he was he was walking out of the general store, and they were like they were like, hey, that's a that's a that's a nice shirt you've got there. And then it was just it was it was a mess, really, uh, when you get right down to it. Uh, and Durak does not appreciate wolf whistles. Yeah, he does not. He does not. No. Uh, <laughs> we are off to a running start, y'all. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think that uh, after after you know you get beat up by these wolves, you you said you wake up in an infirmary. Did did you say in the university or just in, close to in in, in the like city? Somebody with them. some influence though kind of passed the word along that. Hey, there's this there's this guy. He's a little older than we normally take students in, but he seems to be. I well, no, right that's, on. That's the scene we're gonna. That's, that's that's what's yeah yeah yeah. So you you wake up in the infirmary, and you know it's it's jarring. You don't you don't often wake up in a place like this right, after right. getting beat up. It's it's very nice, very clean, very white. Your belongings are next to you, and and there is an elf 
an elf woman standing over you and she says, Oh, you're awake. Uh, good. Good to see you're awake. You uh, doing all right? What, what, where am I? Oh, you're, uh, you're in the infirmary. You're, uh, you're, you, you, you're in the, the town infirmary. The town is, um, Oh, oh yeah. Bolver, Bolvershire. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, look, um, I just, uh, I just kind of want to, oh, wow, real sore. He sits up, but he sits up real slow because, uh, he's in, you know, it's, it's real, it's real bad. It's pain. And he's, and he's kind of, his, 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 his sutures are sort of pulling a little bit, but he's, he sits up, uh, and, uh, and he reaches for his axe. Well, just let me get this and I'll be on my way. She says, now, now hold on just a minute, son. You still got a, a, a bill to pay for. We ain't got no socialized medicine here in, uh, you know, what's, what's it, uh, 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 well, uh, you, you could, you could, I'd like to have my accent go now, please. Uh, <laughs> she, she kind of looks at you kind of strange and then a, uh, a man with a long beard, uh, walks in and says, uh, I will take care of the young man's build. And she she looks at him and is like, "Oh yeah, no, uh, uh, of course, Master Winterhold. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, we'll get the receipts written up for you." And she leaves the room. He approaches you and sits down in the the bed across from you and and says, "Forgive her. She is very single-minded." And Dura doesn't say anything. He's just inspecting his his body, inspecting his wounds. He's you know, flexing his arms and legs out, just trying to see you know how he can move. He's not being rude. He's not being ugly about it. But he's really not paying very much attention to this older. And he's just kind of assessing himself. Um, and uh, you know, I think he, he kind of hops off of the cot gingerly to get to his feet. And he finds he can still stand, and everything's okay. So uh, he starts gathering up his things. And, uh, and, 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 and says the old man, um, I, I am in your debt. Let me know how much I owe you. And I will, I, I will make good of it. He looks at you and he says, I require no monetary gain, <laughs> but. Oh, good, good, good. I, <laughs> oh, good. I don't have any money. <laughs> <laughs> he, he says. I only would request that you come and learn to fight. He he ponders for a minute and just like a little, like hit the corner of his mouth kind of creaks up a little bit and he says, better. Oh yeah, I was, I was, I was going to say without getting my <laughs> ass kicked. Okay, all right. Yeah. We're on the same page yes, there. You got, you, your ass was handed to you by wolves, I saw. Yep, switchblade in one hand. Yes. Half more gas in the other. This this town has a real wolf problem. I'm sure we'll see that on the bulletin board. But I I would like to invite you to University uh, so that you may learn to handle your shit a bit better. <laughs> All right, and then in a in a moment that only those that have been weakened by defeat or horrible physical pain. Uh, he has that. He has that moment of clarity where he realizes that perhaps his uh, the, the greatest opportunity of his life is being placed in front of him. And by that, all he knows is that this is an opportunity not to die. 
and and so <laughs> the the in this sort of clear moment of survivalism I think that it all clicks into place for him. Like, uh, I think we, we talked about this before. He's curious, but he ain't clever. But I think that he's smart enough to put this together, that if, if they're offering him a, a, a way to learn something, then that's one less day that he's going to be out there getting smashed. All right. He helps you you know, get all your, your things together, and he hands you a, a letter of acceptance. And uh, he actually pulls out a quill and... and Asks, may I borrow your back? Oh, I thought you said quail for a second. Like, like, is he gonna break this? In no, he did. Yeah, something? no, it's it's gonna... a whole quail. Ugh. It's it's a whole quail. He just he just bites the head off and and puts his hand. Ozzy Osbourne's no. the shit. Uh, <laughs> Takes it on your face. Yeah. You're part of the. Universe all right, so a quill, any, any, any bar. All right, so Durag, you know, just kind of alters it. Yeah, he puts the paper on your back and, and signs the letter personally and uh, hands it to you, and he says, Be at the Hunter's Quarry Inn in two days. Uh, well, thank you. Thank you kindly. Uh, you'll see me there. I'll be there. I sincerely hope so. Going back to the boats, we see a bit closer. You You have now reached that boat that was in the distance and you see a tall human man with a thick white beard that has been woven into dwarven like braids durak you recognize this man to be the headmaster emry winterhold and behind him is a high elf woman with a uh, a shaved head she is waving her hands around with a magical aura uh, emanating from them. Master Winterhold uh, speaks up and his, his voice booms across the lake to all the students in the boats. He says, Welcome, new students. My name is Imri Winterhold and I am the headmaster of Favor University. I have no doubt you are eager to begin moving into your dormitories and acquainting yourselves with the campus. But first, as you no doubt already know, you must be placed into your adventuring parties. A few of the students around you begin to look around. Uh, some of them got to know each other last night uh, at the inn, and, and you know, <laughs> you well, well, you guys will meet one of them. And uh, as they're all kind of looking around, deciding who they want on their team, Master Winterhold shakes his head dismissively, and he says, "No, no." You will not choose your teams. Is there a sorting hat? You. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is uh, a complete ripoff of something else. It's a sorting thong. I'm just curious as to where the mouth would be. <laughs> it's a pair of sorting flip flops. Oh my god, I love this more. It's... <laughs> well, we all wear Converse in our pictures. It should be sorting thongs. It should be sorting Uggs. Sorting Uggs, Jesus Christ. He says, You will be placed into your parties by the friendships you forge in the deep dwarven dungeon beneath the school. Durak has not been listening at all. He's been sharpening his axe, but when you said deep dwarven, dwarven dungeon, his head's up. <laughs> he, uh, he says, When venturing in the halls, you will be paired magically by... Well, I don't want to give too much away. He smirks at the 
high elf woman behind him who returns a wry grin. Siggy? Yes? Tell us a little bit about yourself. So Siggy is actually from a small group of gnomes that brought it up between forest gnomes and mountain gnomes. So she, she kind of got a little bit of both of those worlds. Her father was a tinker, and he's a well-known tinker in her community, and her mother was a healer. And both of her parents kind of wanted her to go down the healing path. They saw that as more of an opportunity for her, but she just fell in love with her father's work. So she, uh, she pledged herself to Gond uh, very early on because she thought it would help, you know, if you pledge yourself to the, the family deity in uh, becoming a tinker. But it turns out she's, she's not that great at tinkering. Uh, she, she comes up with, with items that just don't particularly make sense, like uh, a toaster that, like, won't toast bread, but it'll toast, like, fish. <laughs> so she just comes up with very odd things. So she's trying to refine that a little bit and maybe find find her path on the tinker road, you know? She came to the university at her parents' request because they thought if she was going to be serious about tinkering that this would be the best place to hone those skills. She she has made a couple of errors that coming to the university will hopefully fix, but I'll get into that later. I'm I'm trying to think of a good Well she she definitely uh, applied. Uh, she definitely applied. She's very smart. She had good grades. Like they were I imagine they were impressed with her application. Like they would want her there as a student. Okay, yeah. So I let's uh let's go for a minute to the day you get your acceptance sure. letter. I what what is your what are your parents' names? Uh yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you guys are going to do this to me so much. <laughs> so I'm just getting my punches in now. So I think her dad's name is is uh, Sig Bob, and her mom's name is Siget. Siget. Yeah. They like to keep the Sigs in the family. Does Siget only really show up when she's got that weird uh, crown on, and does the... Uh, does her dad, your dad, sometimes wear the crown also and become a very sexy lady. I have no clue what you're talking about. I'm talking about Bowsette. Uh. Never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I forgot. Let's say you're you're probably sitting at uh, your your special workbench. You you have your own workbench uh, with the family. Oh, for sure, for sure. And I think I just finished working on a new invention that will pet dogs but it will only pet them from the feet to the ankles. It's very limited in its petting mobility. That is the most useless invention I have ever heard of. I know. And it's brilliant. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I, I think you're in there and uh, you, you hear your dad calling out, Ziggy? Ziggy, I, I think there's some mail for you here. Uh, she, she springs up from her chair and runs into the room that he's in. He and your mom are, are both, like, sitting at the kitchen counter, just their their hands kind of pyramided in front of themselves, staring very nervously at the letter. Oh, she, she puts the brakes on real hard. <laughs> so I, I, I think she walks up and she puts her hand on the table and she goes, 
Is it good or bad? Your mother says, We don't know, dear. We we have no idea. It's... Uh, I, your father says his acceptance letter was much bigger, but I I remember be, mine being much smaller than this one, and... and uh, it's just... It's very nerve-wracking. And uh, on, on the table is like a... a let's... I, I, I would say maybe like a small, stationary-sized envelope with a wax seal on the back that is red. So I think she, she grabs it, and she pulls out another little tinkering tool, and she melts the wax off of it, because that's efficient, and she she opens yes. it up and pulls it out. All it says in there is, Miss Siggy Widgets, we very much would like to have you at the university. You going to college, signed admissions board. P.S. Did this freak out your parents? We really hope it did. <laughs> Tell them Binbog says hi. Binbog. Uh, you know in uh, Spongebob when he gets really excited and he jumps up and his pants stay where they are and he like does yes. a loop? I think that's what she does. She jumps up and Absolutely. Like her, her shoes come off and she just throws the letter at her parents and jumps into their arms and embraces them. They're they're looking at it and, and they're, you know, while you're hugging them and they're just laughing so hard and... and crying a little bit too and then your dad says fucking bin bug <laughs> I really hate that guy <laughs> yeah so I think she she immediately starts packing up she's starting to get ready for college yeah the journey is pretty good the, the, the journey is without trouble and you make it to the hunter's quarry inn like everybody else her dad uh, definitely slid her like a gold coin, like you know he palmed it, and he went oh, yeah. to shake her hand before he left. And your mother actually not so subtly gave you a bag with uh, with five gold coins in it, <laughs> to which your dad was like, oh, "Fuck, <laughs> honey, no." <laughs> but yeah, and, and you you made it to the hunter's quarry without trouble, bitchin'. Going back to the boat, the high elf and master. Winterhold look to each other and you know they're making you know they're they're smiling at each other and headmaster Winterhold looks at everyone again and says you will team up with the first person that you run into in the maze i pray it's someone you like and if not i pray that you come to like them quickly because they will be your partner throughout the entire venture I mean, to be fair, though, like, university. how does he know, like, if you were to meet up with someone and be like, oh, fuck that, and they were like, yeah, I don't like Magic, you either. Magic, bitch. Just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, like, I think Tax says that, and he's, Magic, bitch. And just, like, minor illusion. Blomp, 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 blomp. <laughs> I think uh, Siggy, Siggy, when she gets out of her boat, she immediately starts, like, scoping people out she wants to be close to. Oh, you're, you're still in the boat. Y'all are still on oh. the lake. Then she's like, she's like trying to pull out a paddle or something and like get close to people she thinks will help her grade. Building a little motor. <laughs> but it's like made out of cotton or something. How are you of course, determining of course. who's gonna help you? Like, are you being racist about this? Like, mm, not the orcs. Oh no no, like, I'm <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking for heavy armor. I'm looking for lances. I'm looking for like crazy magical abilities. Like, I'm trying to scope it out. Like big people. I'm very small. <laughs> Small with an O, not an A. Yes. He he uh, goes on and he says, uh, "You will be with this person 
until you reach the center of the dungeon, where you will be teleported to the feast hall and paired into teams of four. When you are in the dungeons, know that any harm that you would do to one another will be met with immediate and punishing force from nearby faculty and staff. Besides that, I wish you luck, and I will see you in the feast hall. And he looks at the, uh, the high elf woman behind him and says, Professor Baldana, if you would, Damicus. Yes. Tell me shit. Tell me stuff. Tell me about Damicus. All right. I need well, to look up my age coast? again. I'm sorry. First I've already forgotten. I guess I'll be 19. 19 sound okay? Do you? Sure. Yay. Okay. I mean, no one else has given an age. You're good. Yeah. Okay. 12. Oh. That's weird. I'm a fan. 107. Um, that actually makes sense. Damakos is a tiefling. His father is human. His name is Hugh Man. His, <laughs> his, his mother wow. is a tiefling as well. Her name is Demonla D. Um, they're not together anymore. I'm glad somebody got that when they giggled there. Thank you. I didn't get it. I'm trying to make it make sense. <laughs> Demon lady. Oh. Yeah. Yep. I was with you, man. Uh, her mother and father are no longer together. Mother is now seeing a demon named Bilal. He's the source of my warlock abilities. He gave them to me to kind of get on my good side here. Yeah. And he tells me to call him Uncle Bilal or Mom's special friend. <laughs> I still love that. And Damocles yeah. has a little trouble controlling his new abilities. He's gotten in trouble a few times by pure accident. Kind of like a Fresh Prince scenario. Like... Oh, nice. I'm, yeah. I'm being sent to the school by the local magistrate to kind of get my stuff under control, or else I'll have to rot in a dungeon. Well, you got in one little fight, and your mom got scared. I, I, I think this setup is uh, you sitting down with Uncle Bilal after he has just bailed you out of like the local prison. What what did Damakos do, either on accident or on purpose, with his powers to get him locked up? Probably an accidental hellish rebuke, and the other person yeah. failed their save. <laughs> yeah, so so someone like bumped into you at a bar or something like that, and, and, and you and like, then immediately set his ass ignited on fire. On, yeah, ignited on fire. All right, yeah. So real real quick, is it Bilal or Bahal? I think it's Belial. Is how it's Belial how it's spelled in the okay. book. Okay, Belial uh, grabs you and and you know he he sits you down in your room and he says. Dammy, you can't keep doing this. I didn't do it on purpose, man. I I know you didn't, but we gotta we gotta get you more in control of this shit. And I unfortunately don't uh, have the time to sit down with you and teach teach you all this shit. You do know oh, you're making right. sound a little bit like the Joker from like <laughs> the Jack Jack Nicholson Joker just a little bit. Uh, wow. <laughs> not on not on purpose. I, I love it though. Uh, Continue. Yeah, that's, that's how it sounds though. Alright, so, so what are we going to do about it? You gave me these powers. I didn't really want them. They're not making me like you even anymore. 
Look, come on, man. I'm doing my best. I took you out for mini-golf last week. And you cheated. That's neither here nor there. Also, it's not cheating if you just suck at mini-golf, but... You just... You gotta accept... That... Your mother and I are getting into a relationship. Oh, I know. I just want to make sure that you have something going for you. Before, all you did was close-up magic. It was kind of weird. They're illusions, not close-up magic? He, uh, he actually casts minor illusion to, like, show... Like a small bird in his hand, he says, No, this is an illusion. What you did was a party trick for children. Teach me to do that? No, you gotta... Boys gotta learn. That's what your mom keeps telling me. Damn it, Bilal. What? That's what your mom says. These are your gifts. <laughs> you wanna spend time together? <laughs> you want me to like you? I... But I want you to earn it. I want you to build character knowing about it. Not everyone gets to spend one-on-one -on -one time with their dark patron. And I, I don't want to rob you of the, the character building opportunities by being here with you. So I totally not getting any of this. In. So, what are we doing? I'm gonna send you to a place. I, I I got a guy who owes me a favor at uh, the Adventuring College of Faerun over there. College sounds cool, man. They party, I guess. Do I party? No. Okay. Don't don't go partying. It's not a party school. You're you're going there to learn how to. Deal with these powers. I guess that's better than nothing. Alright, well, your mother and I love you very much. And I got you something special for the trip. And I I just, I hope you'll, uh, you'll appreciate it. And he, uh, hands you a box. It's just a bunch of junk food. It's like Cheetos, Jolly Ranchers. There's like, for some reason, five dollars, not gold, five American <laughs> dollars in this box. So Damacus's tail kind of wags like he's happy, yeah. but his face shows nothing of the happiness. Of course not. He's a brooding teenager. All right. Going back to the boats, Master Winterhold has gestured to the elf woman behind him, and she, uh, she has begun chanting another spell... And she claps her hands, and the light that was in there, the aura, dissipates. And you hear a rumbling. And suddenly the waters around the boats begin to part like a wall, separating you from the headmaster and that elf woman. And below, you see a large door-like opening, like a maw of some mechanical beast. After the water separates, the boats that were closest to the edge begin to dip down and fall into this maw in a very Splash Mountain-esque fashion. 
I was about to ask if this was like a Disney ride. Oh, yeah. Uh, as soon as you start going down, there is a flash. You can buy that photograph uh, at the end of orientation. Tack. What's up? What, uh, what was life for Tack like? Uh, well, Tack was raised by high elves. Uh, you're probably going to their names. I have uh, Googled that, and their names are Annalie and Yuman Vanfor. But she was raised by them. Her, they never really made it clear exactly what happened to her parents for her. But the point is, she should be a uh, should be thankful, and she is being raised by such fantastic high elves. They yeah. definitely have that. Mm, look at us, we raised a changeling. That that whole thing going on, kind of like a nice pet, but like it can watch your kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she, being a changeling, she, of course, kind of is a little bit of a prankster. But mostly she's kind of wants to fit in. But she kind of, she kind of pissed him off. Basically what happened is she made fun of some high elves who totally deserved it. And they were just like, how dare you disrespect high elves? And, and dad went and pulled some strings. Actually more like bought a library. And, and donated the library. <laughs> and so I was like, you're going to go to this school. And she's like, all right. So... Like she's a little bit yeah. bummed about like okay. even people she does like in the town, but for the most part, pr- pretty down to not be uh, around those high elf jerks anymore. I I think uh, whereas everyone else either traveled on foot or in in kind of a caravan, you know, with people hitchhiking place to place. I think Tack probably got her own carriage from her family. She she's being driven to the Hunter's Quarry Inn with her mother and father in there, keeping an eye on Tack to uh, to make sure that you know she's she doesn't try to slip away or anything. And you know you're you're both facing each other. You're you're on this. You're in this cart. It's very fancy. What do you guys talk about? I really I just want to know if they wouldn't mind you know letting me out like just a little bit down the street promise to go but if you guys will let me out just a little bit down the street like we don't need to have this whole to do i don't want everyone to like <laughs> think that i'm here because you guys paid my way in i want them to to, to know i'm here because I, I deserve to be so if you guys could just do me that solid your father looks at you and says no dear not my real dad every time <laughs> <laughs> Every time we take our eyes off you, you manage to get into more trouble. So we'll be taking you ourselves. The Danfor Library was not the only reason you got into the university. But it totally was. Yeah, I'm kind of like, well, then what? what's the other thing that got me in, Dad? Well, if you look out the window, there, there's a nice little distraction to get you away from this topic. Dad, you know you can just tell me that you don't want to talk about it. You don't have to keep playing the look out the window I game. don't want too- to talk about All it. All right, no, that's, uh, that's fine. Your adopted mother is, is just, she's just been holding a glass of wine and just drinking it this entire time. Like, she's, every time she sets it down on the little magic cup holder, <laughs> uh, it, it, it just refills... She keeps looking at you, staring daggers. Seven's not enough, Mom? You gonna go for that eighth? I'll have you know that I only drink because you make me. That's the first thing she said to you since you made fun of her friend. 
Yeah, that's just the first thing she said to you in a long time. Is she one of those moms that, like, only drinks white wine? Like, can't go out if I don't have my shard. I, I, I see yes. the white, white wine during the day. She's a blush lady. And then brown liquor at night. Yes. And whatever's around the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, she's she just staring daggers at you. Her husband just, just kind of puts his hand on her her leg and says, No, no, dear, remember your blood pressure. What voice is this? Thurston Howell III. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Doug, that came out very fast. <laughs> you were talking and I kept expecting you to say lovey and I realized that's what it was. <laughs> no, I don't know who this is. You don't know who Thurston Howell III is? I don't. All right, all right, look, youngins. There was a little show called Gilligan's Island. Oh my god, oh, that, and, is, uh, that is what you're doing on accident. The, see, the old, the old rich dude. And, and, he, and he talked like this, and, you know, and, he, and he always spoke to his wife. He said, oh, love you, go, go get the cash now. <laughs> well, things like that. Huh? I mean, it's just been confirmed that, uh, Tack, your parents are Thurston Howell and Lucille Bluth. Oh, oh yes. my god. Yes. That is... So... I don't care if We're going to have... <laughs> <laughs> you hear that as you get out of the car. I don't care for tack. I know, dear. I know. It's quite a quite a, a tax rebate, though. For the record, when you guys were talking about the whole magic thing, it's an illusion. All I could hear in my head was like, "It's an illusion, Michael. Tricks are something a whore does for money." Yeah. Well, cocaine. Oh, my God. We go back to the boats, and your boats have begun to fall. Guess what, guys? Going to be the first roll of the game. Give me either a strength or a dexterity saving throw. Your choice. I can tell you one thing. It ain't going to be dexterity for Siggy. <laughs> oh, shit. I got an eight. I also somehow managed... Oh, wait, no. No, that's an eight. Yeah, 14. What the? Oh, yeah. I got a 20. You got a nat 20? I got a 19 plus one. The rogue rolls up here with that's an eight. That's pretty good. Six, actually, six plus two is eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who who got less than a 12? Correct. Is it everyone? Oh, wait, so Damakos and Ziggy. Ziggy, you're good? Yes. Okay. Durek and Tack. You take one point of bludgeoning damage as you run into a few rocks that are jutting out of, of the, the maw here, like teeth almost. As you begin to try and dodge and, and weave, steering your boat as best you can, trying not to hit these rocks, you, you know you're going deeper and deeper into this this hole and it becomes darker and darker and after a while you can't even see your own hand in front of your face and uh, all the screams of your fellow students begin to fade as if they're going into different directions and then your boat begins to slow down and it feels less like you're falling down and more like you're floating forward. You slow down more and more until the boat reaches a lazy pace and stops softly as it hits the edge of something. At that moment, a torch in front of you lights and you are at a stone dock. 
And that's where we'll end this episode, actually. <laughs> cool. Wow, all right. Yeah. We will pick this back up in the next episode. We will go through just whatever's supposed to happen next. How, how does everybody feel? Oh, I'm excited, yeah. man. I'm excited. I want to fight some yeah. deep, dark dwarves in the dark oh, dungeon. Oh, my God, me too. Oh, yeah. Like, Durak's just, like, cracking his neck. It's just, it's, it's on, man. I'm so excited. Siggy's doing some calculations. <laughs> I'm still pretty sore about that six. He's like, he's kind of excited. <laughs> like, literally he's kind of happy that he got banged up on the way down. Because he's all like, okay, now we can start. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm bleeding now, all right. <laughs> it would be weird if I wasn't. <laughs> this has been episode one of Good Better Quest. Good Better Quest is a Final Plank media production. Our dungeon master is David Holman. The players are Nicole Davis, Alan Day, Doug Holly, and Nolan Lacey. Edited by Nolan Lacey. Intro music, A Prelude of Space by My Instant Lunch. Background music by Kevin McLeod, Raphael Crux, and Alexander Nakarada.